once again, we are covering something that is not on Disney Plus. Infamously, honey, I shrunk the audience. What replaced Captain EO, funny enough, um, and something that we've accidentally kept with the theme of the month, which is the Imagination Pavilion at Epcot. Now, by the time you're listening to this episode, the month will already be over, unless I post it today, which we're recording on Saturday the 29th, which I probably will because I'll get bored and edit the episode and post it at the wrong time. But this podcast isn't bi-weekly anymore. It's weekly or weekly and then bi-weekly, then no episodes at all, then an episode. It's gotten too overexcited. You know, you get overexcited when you cover something that has to do with your favorite park. Oh, absolutely. I totally see that. So yeah, we're going to cover the show that replaced and was replaced by Michael Jackson. Showing yeah. that the staying power of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is nothing. Really like, nothing apparently, but that's okay. Michael Jackson had some deal with the devil for Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. How long did it last? When I die, the show will return and take down everything in its path. Oh, so just the, the whole ride will get rethemed to just Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I love that. I would love a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids uh, reskin of Journey's Imagination with Figment, but it'd be Honey, I Shrunk the Figment. You know. Honey, I Shrunk the Figment. Somewhere. And they can make really tiny Figment popcorn buckets that barely hold anything. Did you know it was only supposed to close temporarily? Like, even the Disney Parks blog post about it closing said it was going to come back. Lies. I'm still waiting. I'm still, you know what, Disney? I don't want Pixar Short Film Festival. Restore Honey Strength Audience in 4K like you did Tough to Be a Bug for some reason. Yes. Like, how has Tough to Be a Bug outlived every iteration of Journey into Mind? Well, has stayed around longer than, like, every imagination. It's kind film. of hilarious how long that show has been there. It's still there, right? Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> like, I don't know why it's still there. I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I, I don't know who goes to Animal Kingdom. I guess it's kind of like a worse version of Spaceship Earth because it's around there. It's like in the front of the park. You're like, oh, what what's here? This must be something very cool. No. no it's a 3D no, it's film. Not. It's a 3D film where Rick, 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 Moranis, Rick Moranis screams at you. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's Honey, I Shrunk the Audience for you. I, sadly, this is the only theme park attraction Rick Moranis is in, I think. Oh, man. At least he's not the only one that Eric Idle's in. Wait, no. I think uh, um, I almost said Nigel Channing. Eric Idle was in a 4D film at Bush Gardens, I think. Uh, Pirates 4D. He's in that. That's one of the other theme park attractions he's in. That sounds like an awful knockoff of Shrek 4D without the Shrek. Well, there's about a 4D show. <laughs> thousands it was very popular they're all a parody of shrek you can't have an original 4d show sorry honey i shrunk the audience would rather watch shrek 4d but unfortunately that's not disney so we can't cover that you know eventually we might just start covering universal attractions i would love to cover shrek 4d (laughs) one just as an april fool's joke to shrek 4d i yes just do shrek 4d because that is the only 3d film that matters in the entire theme park universe, Shrek 4D, MVP show. Shrek 4D, if you don't know, closed just a few weeks ago um, after a very long run. Longer than Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, mind you. 
always comes back to running longer than Honey, a Shrimp audience. But um, you want to know a role that uh, um, Eric Idle could play? Yeah. The role, if they ever do an Adventurous Club movie, they could they could make Eric Idle like that that old guy. The what's his name? Uh the 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 guy who sings the main theme. That's a perfect role for. <laughs> that's a perfect role for him. I think Twitter would just scream if Disney ever picked him up for another park themed project. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least he isn't in the Haunted Mansion movie. Twitter likes bullying him. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the Twitter drama, just look it up. It's absolutely hilarious. Because people kept her, like, were they bothering him about Figment or like, did he just respond to something? Hey, I wasn't on Twitter last year when that happened, but I think it was just people digging up this old dirt and making Figment and Channing memes, and then he just replied <laughs> to one. <laughs> he just replied to one because he wanted to. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I feel bad. He doesn't for want him. to remember this. Nobody, nobody asks him about the shrimp audience. Like, nobody yeah, asked him about right. his time with Rick Moranis. Who else is in this? That must be interesting. The kids, right? Are they uh, the yeah, actors? Yeah, I have the, the cast list pulled up here. There's just Rick Moranis, Eric Idle, Marcia St- Strassman. Don't know who that is. Uh, Robert Oliveri, Danny, Daniel and Joshua Sh- Sh- Shaliker, And then some uh, other people. What Catherine about- something and some Meadow something. What about the pre-show lady? Was it the same lady every time? Didn't she have the same name? Uh, yeah, yeah. Meadow Sisto played Kristen Smithers, the pre-show lady. Kristen Smithers. Kristen. <laughs> I love that. That That's... was on one of our joke cahoots. Yeah, Kristen Smithers was on a joke cahoot. Now I remember because I kept making the same joke that Shrek 4D, not Shrek 4D, T2 3D at Universal, and this had very similar pre-show vibes. With that overly enthusiastic hostess. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to go You're ahead right. and watch Honey, I Shrink the Audience before we get too distracted. And uh, anything to say before we go watch, before we go get before we get shrunk and then undrunk and then probably yeah. left for dead and eaten by a snake. Um, did we even define what this show is? I, no, I don't we didn't. think we did. Do you want to do you want to define it since you're the yeah of course of course I, I just feel like we hadn't honey i shrunk the audience is a honey i shrunk the kids themed spin-off uh 3d well i guess 4d attraction that was at epcot and opened in 1994 and closed in 2009 2010 to make way for captain eo and oh it sure ran it, for longer than i thought it, it, it ran for a good 16 years yeah I wonder if they didn't this bring is it back. Be an interesting watch. This is. I haven't watched it in a while. I just remember the pre-show either. being really insulting. There are two pre-shows which we can discuss when we watch it, but there are yes. there are two pre-shows. But we happen. will be back with our thoughts on right. "Honey, I Shrunk the Audience" or "Honey, I Shrunk the Disney Plus Podcast." <laughs> All right, so we just got done watching Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, and it's corny, you know, it, it's a theme park show. What else do you expect? 
it's your average 3D show, you know, they use the same gags of stuff flying in your face and like all that. But you can't deny it has a certain charm to it. It does have a very certain charm to it. Like, it has such a uh, something about it. It, it. I think it's mostly because of the cast. Like the cast brings a such yeah. a yeah. And there was probably charm. so much more potential with that. See, you know, with the the setting, the imagination is too. They could have really replaced it with any movie. But then again, the whole genre of kooky live action scientist does wrong. That doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't really, you know, like the first thing I can think of is uh, the absent minor professor, Back to the Future, you know, all that. Yeah, you know, that's why I, I always said, you know, they could really just have done something else. But really, what other movie could they have put in there to fit with that theme? Like, we don't really see that trope anymore. So, well, now with the new Honey, You Shrunk the sad, Kids animated show coming out, maybe we'll, we'll get an Imagination Institute reference. Please, I would love that. Be there, there are so many weird things that exist in universe that I was pointing out we were watching this. Kodak is referenced in the pre-show like by the characters. Yeah, they even reference one of those Disney sweeping people, which means the Imagination Institute canonically exists at Epcot. Which is hilarious because that's still separate from the Dreamfinder comic book universe. Not the same thing, probably, because that does I don't know if that But it's still called the Imagination it's Institute so in the comic, right? Uh, no, it's it, it it's uh, they time travel to Epcot, but it's like Spaceship Earth. It's like a power source for something, and they're they're not. I don't think they are rides. I'm not sure. I haven't read the second book where that happens. I, oh, okay. It's weird though. Weird. It is, that comic book series is so weird. It, we're gonna reference it a couple of times. In this now project. we're gonna have to just review that. How many things? How many non-Disney Plus things are we gonna review? <laughs> book review podcast like this whole season has mostly been wait I, I think only this season we've covered maybe one thing that's on disney plus wow this whole no two the entire movie uh flubber and the uh what you call it the uh holiday magic quest oh he did holiday magic quest oh my god but yeah um you know it's it does the trope of every Disney 3D film. And every Universal one, too. Every Universal one. At least it doesn't make you go on a roller coaster. Yeah. It, it, at least it gets people out of lines for test track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honey, I shrink the audience will make you get out of line for test track. Yeah. <laughs> they make it an out in the queue that's like, the next show is about to start. Go, go, go. <laughs> Also, I love one of the comments on the, uh, what well, we'll get there, uh, so because the cast includes, uh, I think we should point this out, when you get into the theater, and Wayne, it starts with Wayne just, you know, being crazy and flying machine and, and dropping himself and, and just getting lost, but when the kids are brought out, it's only the sons, uh, Nick and Adam, and I'm reading one of the comments on the Disney wiki, and someone else asked the question, where's Amy, because they had a daughter as well. Yeah. She died. And someone replies at college, which is what you said. <laughs> yeah, I... I guessed Amy was just at college and had, because she already is like, doesn't like her dad. So I feel like she doesn't have any interest in showing up here. But that also means that this show takes place between the first two movies. But no, they already said they blew up the baby. So this would take place after that. Oh yeah, you're right. I guess she just is really long time. I think it takes place between the second and third movie. Maybe. 
It takes place somewhere in between them. Because the third movie, I think, came out in 2000 something. Which we were originally supposed honey, to cover. I blew up but I decided, okay, I'm just reading comments now. I'm sorry. <laughs> honey, I blew up the flubber. That would be an interesting crossover. <laughs> With Figment. <laughs> With Figment. Okay, but, okay, um, well, see, we're making tangents again. I'm sorry. The pre-show. Can we talk about the pre-show? Oh, yes, of course. There's the uh, True Colors Kodak commercial kind of pre-show. It's very boring, to say the least. It's very chill, too. It's, it doesn't make you feel like you're going into some crazy science adventure. It just makes you feel like you're going to buy a camera, which I guess do you think? Do you think that was the point? Probably. To make it not feel like something is going to go wrong, even though it's a theme park attraction. I think the point was to make money with Kodak, so whatever the, the point, point was, is just to The point was people. to make money with Kodak. I, I, I feel like, yeah. Disney, apparently Kodak wasn't very good to Disney. Like, they were really, like, more money-hungry than Disney is. <laughs> they sponsored a lot of things, but they always But towards the end, they just started being really, like, cocky, I guess. Yeah. Hence why Mount Fuji never got built and all that. Kodak really kind of destroyed Epcot Center in turn because they just How said How dare no you promote Fujifilm in, in Epcot? That is against everything we stand for. <laughs> Kodak, it's against uh, Kodak. Is fine with sponsoring an attraction where Figment farts in your face, but other than that, yeah, I don't think they sponsored that one. Actually, that was the third. Oh, they they pretended that no. That's why Figment has the yellow and red sweater because <laughs> it's the Kodak colors. And why he's why he's purple because it's <laughs> not Fuji film. Because <laughs> it's not Fuji. <laughs> oh God! I, Imagine I love if Figment how this pavilion is just messy cursed. and corporate and insane. I love it. I love how the Imagination Institute. You get in there and the lights are flickering and like you know something's up. Oh yeah, the theater. Even before any of the craziness happens, it's already like a disaster struck. <laughs> it's storm struck. Yeah. Like the right. interventions exhibit. Stormstruck. Stormstruck. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's start a counter of how many times we reference other attractions in this episode. <laughs> We're already at Wait, two. hold on. Power of Blast. Okay, done. <laughs> oh, what was that? I don't get me started on the Power of Blast. I think that was a DCA too. <laughs> if someone could re- I still don't know what that is in any way. <laughs> just for... <laughs> Wasn't Figment on the merchandise for that thing? Figment's on merchandise for everything. I feel like yes, yes. I feel like people would wait hours if the Figment popcorn bucket was given out after this movie. See, there you go. That's how you get people. As I said, a a shrunken Figment popcorn bucket. That's (laughs) how you get this thing back. A shrunken Figment, honey. I shrunk the popcorn bucket. (laughs) No, honey. I shrunk the line for the Figment popcorn bucket. (laughs) instead of six hours it's now three hours no it's six hours still but just smaller yeah just the people are tinier you can go under the construction walls and see what they're doing just sneak to the popcorn bucket supply and and steal them (laughs) how do you expect to pick them up they're massive if they're if they were you just get a band of people I mean, multiple <laughs> it's like ants carrying it away yeah. <laughs> they just pick it up and and carry it off 
they're like oh no i would go in wonders i would i would be shrunk down and just go in there well before um, we run the attraction <laughs> so you know you get the song true colors which is you know something that people who don't know what this attraction is make actually know what that song is because it's played on the radio an awful lot it is it, it really is and it's just so weird it's sung by two random singers for this version and some children yeah it's like epcot forever <laughs> well two episodes in a row where we reference epcot, like epcot forever, forever. <laughs> oh yeah well, wait no three in a row where we reference epcot forever because i think in the flubber episode we might have referenced epcot forever probably <laughs> Probably. Probably. No, because we said they added the dancing so, flubber scene to Harmonious, so. Oh, yeah, close enough. See, close enough. Yeah, it's close enough. we got to have an Epcot reference and a Back to the Future reference in every episode. It, it's the... We'll get to a Back to the Future reference. I think you already made one. Oh, uh, you were talking yeah, about I did. movies that are, you know. But no, but I'll, we'll make one. We'll make another one, you're right. Anywho, so that's one of the pre-shows is that song, True Colors. Um, I, I, don't, and, huh? I don't know if the other one replaced it. Did this... Did the word one replace true colors? I feel like it must have. I mean, it could have because it, it no, but some parts of it still say Kodak. So I really yeah. don't know when they officially, how they moved it. But the other pre-show, whether it's in Disneyland or just Disneyland Paris one, it, it's much, it, it reminds me more of Universal Studios. It's like the, here's the news broadcaster and the insane people and insane things are happening and you're in it now. It's yeah. more of that. Nigel Channing is just completely ignoring a snoozecaster. I encourage anyone who wants to watch uh, Hista to just focus on Channing's anxious facial expressions where he looks just completely traumatized. He looks, and he looks like he's going through it. He does. And he hasn't even had that ride with Figma yet. So he has so much to look forward to. Yeah. <sighs> wait, didn't this open a couple years before? Yeah, exactly. So he still hadn't had the blunt of the pain. This is just did, him. Did they film that at the same time as this? I wish I knew how long they had Eric Idle around there. I feel like they must have at least in the span of a couple of years. They just put him in cryostasis. Yeah, they're like, go go back in your tube. We'll get you when we need you. No, they filmed they filmed Pirates 40 between this and Wow, <laughs> imagine doing your little theme park run. Nice for, nice for him. He hated he hated it so much that he just stopped. Yeah. He was just like, nah, I'm not gonna do theme parks anymore. Please, please don't put me Isn't in. Isn't it kind of hilarious how this like 20-year-old video of that guy is still playing in the Figment ride today? Like I know, it, it's, it's so old. It's it, so old. You can you can see the grain on it when you go on the ride. Yes, it's oh my god. It's, it's like not even funny how bad it is because the projectors aren't even aligned anymore. It's so but broken. The ride is broken. But I, we love it. <laughs> We're the only two people on this planet that we love do. that ride. We do. <laughs> Upside down. So those are the now two pre-shows with this a lot of... Oh, sorry. I, I didn't give you space to do your impressions. So those are fun. Those have to happen every episode, too. Well, to give you context, the figment impressions have been a a joke since like 2019 when literally when, since we met i remember we were in the, the queue for hagrids and you just started doing figment impressions oh literally. i said dueling figments and then i made that meme and it never caught on on twitter because <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I said old figment versus new figment and like a dueling dragons kind of run 
hey, if you weren't there, you don't get it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, those <laughs> are the pre-shows. And they have some Kodak commercials in between them. A weird one with a dog that just freaks me out. And I Yeah, do these people, it. like, stand there and watch this kid play with his dog? Because they have, like, really weird memories. And then we go inside the bar and have a cat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a second. Is he hallucinating the dog? Or I thought one of the neighbors was him as an adult. I was so confused. It just felt like drugs. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's worse than Magic Journeys. It, it can replace Magic Journeys entirely and no one will notice. <laughs> So basically, you go in the theater and um, the ride, the, the ride. But you forgot show. our favorite part of the pre-show. Oh yeah, we're Nigel. The spinning Channing. logos, the beautiful There's... '90s spinning logos. I yeah. I love it. King in the night, three two three D, Back to the Future, the ride. This Twister, I think, had spinning it's logos. They're so satisfying to watch. So it's literally like after like twenty minutes of that. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes of spinning logos with insulting texts to the imagination yeah. institute because it's like we don't know anything that we can't imagine more fun than imagination happy let's talk about let's no let's talk about the off the off corp the the off-brand horizons saying oh if you can imagine it you can do it it's one of the earlier kodak commercials in the beginning of the pre-show when can they when can they replace the construction walls of Guardians with that? Where Guardians is yeah, almost done. Should, and then have a picture of Buzzy. <laughs> just have a picture of Buzzy there for no reason. <laughs> and just like say quoting him. <laughs> and Buzzy said it. Use the force, Harry. <laughs> Use Oh yeah, a long time ago, Jurassic Park in a galaxy far, far away. It's like that. Yes. It's like that Facebook meme where where Facebook moms would just get quotes entirely. They're like the minion memes. Like these quotes oh, are like absolutely. the minion memes of Facebook. Those are the vibes I get from <laughs> from the Honey Edition. It it was made by Facebook moms before there was Facebook. Wow, You're just a, a cult of them. <laughs> they live under Epcot that, in the basement incredible. for interventions. Oh my god. Next to the people that simp for Bruno um, from Canto, like in another room apart from that. Wait, people simp for Bruno? I haven't watched it. Of course! He's 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 hot. Why not? Literally, guess what? Alright, so I opened Twitter, and guess what the first image is? What? The Histapri show. What? You know that account, Mr. Epcot? Yeah. He literally just tweeted, ten minutes ago, a picture... Of journey, of his stuff, of the no, pre-show. No, I need to find that. Oh my god! Of dude. the arrow saying presentation beginning, I'll send it to you. Hang on. Thank you. Um. So while you do that, uh, I think we discussed all the pre-shows. When you get into the theater, you are greeted by uh, the subject of our crazy cahoots, uh, Chrissy Smithers. I think. It's oh yeah, name, Chrissy Smithers. Who is just very confused about the microphone not working. And mind you, the theater's in shambles already, and the, the show hasn't started. That's just the vibe. We're the theater, for. the theater has missing roof panels hanging down, and like sparks. No, it doesn't really, but I feel like what it an would. allegory. What a beautiful allegory for. I how feel like this show's message was. I feel like this show's message was, "Hey, look, we're about to destroy Epcot." Yep, you don't want to know what's going to be in this theater in twenty years. It's not going to be pretty. No, this show is the 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 lift the the peak over the hill before it plummeted straight down towards hell. 
But no, it, it oh, actually yeah. bounced back up during the mulling celebration there, but then it fell back down. Also, I found the picture just scrolling through Twitter. Oh, my God. I sent it to you on Twitter, though. Oh, you did. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah. The, I, I can't the, believe that we are so predictable on this podcast. <laughs> we are so predictable to the point where, where Twitter put the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience video. Like, mm-hmm. oh, pre-show. Or whatever. But anyway, the film starts, and almost immediately everything starts breaking. Absolutely. Like, uh, he flies in on his tiny little, like, hover thing. Oh, we thought, we forgot to talk about Who's the remote? We forgot to talk about the handheld. Hands-free? Yeah, the hands-free podcast. Oh, yeah, the pre-show includes a bunch of gags for inventions that he's made, like hands-free video uh, camera or whatever. And we're like, hands-free podcast. Hands-free. This podcast is already hands-free. If I'm not mistaken, hands-free. If your podcast isn't hands-free, I think you have an issue. You're probably writing an article, not recording a podcast. (laughs) We should just turn on. There's an option now to convert your podcast into articles, and it doesn't work very well. But I feel like it would just be the most like gibberish, like bouncing around article ever. Especially for our podcast. Especially for our podcast. But anyway, we're going to actually talk about the film now. So Wayne Zelensky flies in on his hover thing and like crashes through the, 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 the curtain. What do you call it a curtain or like a, a scrim? It's more like I guess, a scrim. He just crashes through. <laughs> he crashes. It was alluding to the other thing you crashed through at Epcot, Test Track. Oh, yes, of course. Wait, that wasn't open yet, was it? No, yeah, Test not, Track was Not open. yet, no, not yet. It was just sitting there. Because it wasn't, it was broken. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Wayne Zelensky, you know, he shrunk himself for no apparent reason whatsoever. I mean, he really did, I, I guess the hovercraft wouldn't have fit in there if it wasn't shrunk. Then why bring it? You're talking right, about the shrink ray. That's a follow-up question. <laughs> you're talking about the shrink ray. He's just trying to show Because he's a show-off. Oh, yeah, you're right. He is a show-off. Wait, isn't it in the movie he gets, like, booed at by, like, the community because his machine doesn't work? <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone gets mad at him. Everyone always gets mad at him because he's always screwing everything up. Yeah, everyone hates the kooky scientist until they don't. Yeah, but if you hate him for the right reason, where he breaks everything. I don't care. It's still one of my favorite tropes. But, you know, the the, the film starts, and, like, the, the presentation starts, and we get this beautiful game show, like, like style intro, which we played at the beginning of the episode. But um, it, it, it's such a beautiful intro. One of the most deeply satisfying versions of the Hista theme. Yeah. The, the pre-show version is really good, too. Oh, they're all great. They're all so catchy. I feel like this is a song that you can take and translate it into many formats. Yeah, it's one of those. Yep, definitely. And it, it works. It definitely does. I, I Now that you think about it, I, after we're done recording this episode, I'm going to use that thing where you can convert music into 8-bit to convert the Honey, I Shrunk the Audience Oh, now we need to try that. Because I want to hear it in 8-bit. I do, too. So the presentation starts, but Wayne isn't there because he's lost. But yeah. the kids are here. 
And as we know, kids are agents of chaos. And as we mentioned before, the daughter isn't here because she she got nope. she died. Rain Zelensky killed her. Just the kids, the snake, and the dog. The snake from the third uh, Kingdom, Kingdom Keepers, Keepers book. book cover. Yeah, which shows you how dated Kingdom Keepers was. Oh I, yeah, but it, I love I love that cover. Well, that wait, when that? I think that Kingdom Keepers Audible. came out like two thousand and nine, so it would have closed the year after. Oh, let me see. But they talk about Wonders of Life like it's open, so it doesn't make any sense. But they claim Wonders of Life has a second floor, so I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. Because I distinctly remember they just they they talk about Wonders as if it has like a second balcony floor balcony. Because they say it's oval, it's circular. So unless they're talking about the land, which I don't think they are. I haven't read those books in so long that I barely even knew what Body Wars was back then. Yeah, I haven't read those books like in such a long time. Because like the Hollywood Studios ones does the Sorcerer Hat on it. So they're, they released updated ones, right? Huh? I think they released updated ones. Yeah, definitely in 2020. I want to read those just because and then sell them. Oh, uh, by the way, yeah, it was, it was in 2010, Disney and Shadow. Yeah. Um, which is weird because they do talk about Wonders... No, no, it's abandoned or closed. I don't know if it's abandoned or rec- it, the, yeah, it's not operational in that. But why do they talk about it like, like it's? I mean, I guess it wasn't as demolished back then, but still. Yeah, you're right. It was still in really bad condition back then. Oh, man. And but I guess it could have been described as open because if the Hista snake was in there and Hista was closed when this released, like right when it released. Does so- every abandoned thing just go in wonders? Every abandoned thing was going away as this book was being written. <laughs> Which is amazing. I, I honestly think the studios one, like this is off topic. The studios one is the worst written, like park-wise. Really? Just in the in terms of describing the park? Yeah, it I, I don't mean any offense to like uh what's his name? Uh uh Ridley Peterson. Ridley I almost said Daisy Ridley. <laughs> Ridley Peterson. <laughs> But the, the studios book, I feel like studios were such a mess in 2010 or like 2011 that there was really no point yeah, really on making was. an entire book based off that oh, you black think hole of a park. That park was just weird. Like any park that wasn't Imagine Magic a new Kingdom one, was a mess. like Galaxy's Edge in it or something. That would actually be fun. Like, the Kylo Ren animatron. I'm like, yeah, actually bring in the new stuff. Mind you, these are the same books that the crash test dummies from Testrack came alive. So <laughs> They came to life. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're gonna end up talking about kingdom keepers this entire episode <laughs> okay we're not a book review but podcast no i do, i don't i want to bring up one last thing why the heck was the fandom for that book so weird truly if you dig through like the remember you used to be able to submit uh chapters for like the books chapters for the book. i remember disney 365 um like advertising that Oh boy, nobody monitored that. So there were some weird submissions on there. <laughs> yep. But they got deleted eventually. I'm pretty sure they're all deleted now. Like the web page is like, it's still there, but it's like purged. Disney went through and went, oh no, we can't have this. And they purged it. But I bet if you look on like DeviantArt or something, you'll find it. <laughs> anyway, back to the, back to, back to the history show. I mean, the one of the pre-show. We we thankfully got past that, but yeah, the actual show. Mm-hmm. The actual... Yeah, kids are there. They bring their their pets. 
for stupid reasons because kids are dumb. Yeah, why would the parents let them bring their pets? I feel like every podcast episode I'm in has me saying kids are stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, yeah, and and Channing is just, you know, pissing himself because, you know, Zelensky isn't there. And the kid, Nick, is like, I, I, I know how to turn it on, so I'm a technical genius. Can I yeah. do it? Okay. So and he's he just like, he sure. He and he ends up duplicating it. a ton of rats. It is the most hilarious scene because you just see all the rabbits or the, the mice spilling out of this, like, you know, insert. We don't thing. talk about Bruno here just because rats along his back. Yeah, rats are along <laughs> your back. Yes. And you don't call his name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I haven't watched it, but I just know somebody who's absolutely obsessed with it, and somebody who just kind of knows it exists. Oh man, I yeah, that not, that song is just gonna remind me of his stuff. Thank you. <laughs> we don't talk about Iconic. his. We don't talk about his stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, he turns on the machine and clones all the all the rats. Um, oh, yeah, rats. a snake, a rat, and a dog. I forgot to mention the rats. They have three pets and two children, and no adult. You know, I mean, except Channing, but like, yeah. What is this family? I, uh, it's a broken family. As I, I can't remember what podcast said it, but this podcast, this family is obviously like between divorce and like killing each other. I don't know how the mom is even that. Yeah, how does she put up with this? Channing this comes to the stage because he needs a distraction, and, and she, she comes just walks up off. and she's like, "Hi," and and he and just leaves because she's trying to look for him, and then and then she just doesn't want any of this either. That's me when I go in the ride queue. I just see Figment and leave. You see Figment and leave. But yeah, the ride. The, so basically, he finally gets the thing to land. After crashing through like the electronic sign, and it just says "nerd." Yes, while the other chaos is happening, and then he finally gets there, and somehow the I guess because you know we're there, they can't incorporate the fact that everyone runs out of the theater screaming, wanting their money back. Yeah. So instead, we have to sit there and watch more, and he brings the shrinking machine. How and, fun! And it ends and up shrinking, shrinking the audience, hence the name. I would have had no idea. It's not like the title gave that away at all. Nope. I wonder if we're going to get shrunk I can't believe the climax of this is being held by a little kid. Like, yeah. he picks up the theater. And that's literally the tension builds right there. And they do this really cool effect. Kind of related. I, I don't know if it was a camera in the theater. It was pre-recorded footage. Because I think it's the same technology as Tower of Terror. Where, like, they would they would superimpose the theater seats into the film itself interesting i never noticed that i don't know if the audience stays the same every single time or uh, or if it's actual footage of the theater that'd be really really fun if it did actually yeah like incorporate something from that live you know performance but the kid picks you up and the tension builds and like it just feels like part of a horror movie honestly because this kid's walking around with you and, and like everyone's telling him to put it down, but it's like he doesn't hear them, and it's just very—it spirals into this very manic, chaotic moment, in my opinion. 
But I think yeah. he gets overwhelmed. It's like, I'm going to show mom the tiny people. Mom so had sh- fainted because of the tiny people. And Adam, then she's okay? just back up again, she- yelling at him. <laughs> like, look, the thing that made you faint. Here you go. Oh, man. But before they can, you know, get us to normal size, the snake comes in because we need the, the you know, classic, the, you know, snake shot. The classic snake shot. Like staring at you menacingly. I feel like was this this was one of the clips in the uh the uh the video. The what? the must do Disney. That stayed after the attraction closed. Really? Yeah. It was like a year after because it takes them a while to update it. Wow. But anyway. It's like the equivalent uh, of like the you know that part of the movie that's made for a trailer. It's that the snake. Yeah, it's that. Like the the tension was with the kid. The snake's just there to be there. The snake. So it's like the snake jumps out at you, and it go, <laughs> it gets chased away by the dog. Yep, and the dog stares at you. Don't worry, the dog is gonna come back. He, he's gonna the dog comes back at the end. But then we get you know blown up, which does not sound fun to say. He says, we'll blow you up. And Wayne and accepts then, his award. And Wayne and Wayne Zelensky accepts yeah, his award. Yeah, he just like says, I'm going to blow you up, don't worry. And then he just gets to look on his face and say, oh no, that sounded weird. But yeah, you know, the theater gets resized, but something got resized with it. Honey, I did it. I, I, I blew up the dog. <laughs> you just see like blood sliding down the wall. <laughs> Imagine the dog had gone after Channing and just like just savaged him or something. Just <laughs> he just ate him. Yeah, that <laughs> iconic. So then the ride couldn't exist. Good point. But then the Disney sweeping people would take care of it. So yeah, I think the Disney fine. sweeping people would take care of a crime scene if they had to. <laughs> of course, they're really good at hiding what people don't want to see. Just paint it all in green. <laughs> they should have just painted the, whole, the, the entire Wonders building and go away green. And never have built anything in there. But look, it's not abandoned. It's invisible. <laughs> it's not real. They delete every. <laughs> they delete every picture and archives, and they burn every Wonders of Life pro- uh, product they have. And they pretend it never amazing. existed. At least they would have shown commitment. <laughs> Disney doesn't commit to anything. Right. So, so that you know, as you were leaving, there would actually be audio announced, like audio saying, "Like, oh, get the oh, look, dog." I'm trying to get it. the dog. Yeah, I don't know how long that would play. Which I imagine the sequel ride to that, like the Star Tours Part Two of Hissa with the dog. Kanye's <laughs> strength audience. The audience continues. <laughs> the audience continues, and one of us is like a rebel spy <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. So that is Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. It is a... It's it's short. It's sweet. Yeah. It's fun. It's Epcot. You can't not love it. It is. It is incredibly Epcot. But also, it's... I don't, I don't want to say a good example, but it is, I think, a good example of Epcot putting an IP in something because it, it just feels like Epcot. It, it, it feels like something that could have worked if executed better. 
Yeah, if if made to last, I feel like the problem with these shows is that you make them once and you can't really update them without yeah. putting something else new entirely. So if this had, you know, better effects and everything and if it was just made to, you know, Disney committed to literally put that there for years, then it would have been great. I would have loved that. So basically that is Honey Has Shrunk. The audience, thank you for listening to this episode. Annie, once again, thank you for joining me on this wonderful weird you're very welcome any opportunity to talk about the imagination pavilion of course so like to give i actually want to give a little more context about what we meant so basically the ride was updated i i don't know if we mentioned this at all uh, you want to give context like how the ride connects to the movie real quick i just thought of this oh really i well i don't know how much context there really is yeah, yeah there is a lot <laughs> that is fair there <laughs> It, it takes place in between a couple of the movies, but of course it, it takes place in this like ethereal place called the Imagination Institute, which if fleshed out more, you all know, would know what it is because I guess this was what Disney wanted to do in the 90s. Because it doesn't make any movie, sense because like, it's, still, all these it's still called it the Imagination Institute when it was at Disneyland and Tomorrowland. I think they just didn't want to re-record stuff. Like even though they could have done no. EDR for that. It, mm. yeah, so I, so before really we ran... So before we ran for hours about how Honey Shrunk Audience was cloned, we're going to end this episode. I will hopefully have you on soon for another episode. I don't know what I'm doing next, but I will find out and get oh, the episode. Yeah. As yeah. Always, if you want to know why this theater is abandoned and messy, listen to the past episode about yes. Captain EO. Have fun. That, that has just so much part history in it that it shouldn't even be on this podcast. Yep. All right. Thank you. And uh, keep an eye out for this episode.